This information podcast contains themes and subject matter that may be inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Wait a minute, you, you're recording that? Oh, shit, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I wish I was cool, just like Mrs. Slater. I wish I was bad, just like that better. And I wish I had a girl like Lois Lane tonight. I wish I was cool, just like Mrs. Slater. I wish I was bad, just like that better. And I wish I had a girl like Lois Lane tonight. Welcome. To the inaugural episode of Miss Interview. With you as always, I'm Zach. And I'm Eric. Yo. Can you really say, as always, since this is the inaugural show, you've never always been with them. This is the first time. I'm like Jesus, bitch. Oh, okay, I'm just <laughs> I'm saying. It's, it's just kind of... Eh, <laughs> uh, we're trying something a little different. Uh, this, this is the first episode uh, of a... An interview series focusing on the folks that have been nice enough to... Why is this not working? To show Zach how to open a beer without <laughs> making it a complicated process. There's something process. wrong with this bottle opener. It doesn't work good. Yeah, the operator. Your operator. It, it's a, the first in a series of many of what we hope will be interview episodes with the folks that are nice enough to give us some time. Right, or as I like to call them, pity interviews. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I really don't have a bottle. Like your dating life in college. Pity, pity, pity. No, high school. My dating life in college, I just got them drunk. Oh, okay. That's right a on. different. Maybe that. Uh, so th- this week's episode, uh, we were lucky enough to sit down with the cast of the upcoming feature film Blackjacks. Uh, it- it's a, 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 a quasi, from what I gather, quasi-futuristic. Like psyops yeah, in the movie. Yeah, a tale of uh, a crack group of... Uh, independent contractors, military independent contractors, and they're sent to retrieve some military secrets and um, other stuff. They they didn't they couldn't tell us a whole lot because they didn't want to get in trouble for giving stuff away. But you can there it's on it's on IMDb. Yeah. Just Google Blackjack's release the release date they've got for it on there is 2013. Um, and the way that we got this interview was through a friend of the show, James C. Burns, uh, Sergeant Frank Woods from Call of Duty Black Ops. Uh, he actually contacted us and said, hey, you know, we'd love to do an interview. And he was uh, – we, we couldn't have gotten any luckier because what he did was they were on their they were on their day off. It was a Sunday and they were taking a trip uh, from uh, south – I think south of Salt Lake City to Park City to see the Olympic Village. And it was their day off so he had uh, several – or a, a couple other cast members in the car with him. Um, so in addition to uh, James Burns, we also have had um, uh, Josh Doherty and Rich McDonald in the car. Uh, and, and they'll talk about uh, some of the other work that they've done and stuff. Uh, uh, Rich, uh, Generation Kill, um, uh, 
Josh has been in a ton of stuff. Uh, most notably, we were soldiers with Mel Gibson, with Mel Gibson, uh, and then Supernatural, Supernatural, and like then some other stuff that we uh, talk about at length. That, yes, yes, we do. That uh, is, is kind of fun. So um, these guys have, you know, they've been in some pretty big ticket movies, and it was really nice for them to sit down and kind of just literally shoot the shit with us. I mean, it was it was not an all business interview. Yeah, it was a pretty all. carefree environment. Yeah, so. it was very candid. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, we'll we'll go ahead and, and let you guys listen to the interview. Um keep in mind they were through about 3 quarters of it driving down the interstate uh talking to us on a speakerphone. So uh try it is to, what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Try to be patient with the sound quality. Um sound quality is only going to get better. We're working out the kinks, but it it's a really good interview uh and we're really excited about the movie. So uh with that we'll uh go ahead and roll into the interview with the cast of Blackjacks. My generation joke behind me is, what's your name again? Yeah. Uh, it's um, Josh Doherty from uh, We Are Soldiers. And with us is one of our weapons trainers, our, one of our chief instructors and weapons guy, Travis Kerr. Uh, from Global, so, Glo- from global I, I, One, I presume, right? This is Zach. He does a podcast with. Um, tell who you are, Zach. Uh, my name is Zach, and uh, with me is uh, my my co-host Eric. We host a podcast called Misinformation Podcast. Uh, we're heard in seventeen countries throughout this small world of ours. Uh, we were lucky enough to meet James back at Wizard World uh, Chicago Comic Con, and he was kind enough to talk to us. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say lucky enough and kind enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, once we got past the initial afraid he was going to uh, punch us in the face because we were incredibly unprofessional, then it became great. Hey, I, I, want, this, I want this noted on the record. This is Josh Doherty. I want this noted on the record. The, the Dr. Frank Woods is a badass. But James Burns is a player. <laughs> <laughs> duly, duly noted. Duly noted. He is a he is a, a, a gentleman and a scholar in, in our humble opinion. Not that our opinion counts for much, but God, you, you you really don't know him well at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're working on our kiss ass ability, so we're, we're getting as far as we can, as fast as we can. Right on, right on. So, uh, are you, am I to understand you guys are either on your way to or from Park City today? We're on our way to Park City. Fantastic. We're going to visit the Olympic uh, long ski jump venue and have a steak dinner someplace. Wow. That's, that's a, the plan. That does. That sounds kind of exciting. Off, oh, yeah. So, you uh, just just, yeah. one, just one day off this week? No, one day off every week. Oh, that's not too Sunday's bad. Sunday's a day off. Yeah. Well, it's not like a, it's not like a real job, you know. What I mean, what we do is not really work. <laughs> I mean, for rich, for, for rich it is, but the rest of us, I'm really having a tough time. <laughs> Mainly, it's fear induced by uh, Mr. Mr. Locke here. There, there we go. Here we go. Here comes the shit now. It's all rolling downhill. On my you know, when somebody's that old, you know, you. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> they're either gonna lose a leg on you or a hip, or they're gonna shit themselves. So. All right. Also noted on the record, it's possible that uh, James may shit himself. Yes. You know, it's been been really interesting. Jim's been learning a lot about himself uh, (laughs) out here in Utah. And uh, he went and and met with 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 a Navajo and Hopi shaman. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and and the shaman actually gave Jim uh, his Native American name. Oh no! And, uh, and he was a little reluctant to share it with us, but um, 
we felt that it really fit. And, and that name, uh, not surprisingly, was Grayball. <laughs> <laughs> that, that comes with the experience, though. That's strictly experience, I imagine. Fucking wish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it must be nice to have uh, that kind of wisdom imparted upon you by an elder of the tribe to uh, to just strictly label you, you by your pubes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question you have to ask is, how did he know? Right. <laughs> what the trip transpired? Do I had gray balls? What was, so was, was in the peace <laughs> Well, I, I think I think at this point we'll, we just have to assume that in some way you were just trying to further uh, traditional racial harmony and uh, and overall goodwill throughout our fine nation. Right. Yes, right. First Nation people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, how long? How long have you guys been working in Utah, getting ready for uh, doing all your, uh, your your military training and everything for uh, this movie you're working on, Blackjacks? Two weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks in a day. Well, I mean, Travis, you started before us, right? You, you did preliminary stuff, right? Just a little bit of preliminary stuff. Just uh, preface for these guys to come in and start running some paces. But uh, since they already had a lot of good experience, it's not been a very difficult ordeal. That's that's right because I know that James for sure has done uh, a ton of stuff that's military oriented and and you've been on a lot of cop shows and stuff. Uh, the, what about what about the other guys? Have they had a lot of uh, a lot of experience working with weapons and, and action flicks and things that would kind of lend towards towards pushing the the training along? Well, Rich, Rich, remember this uh, show Generation Kill? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Showtime. Yeah. HBO. Yeah, he was the main character on that. That's some. Yeah, we uh we spent uh, seven months in Africa uh, portraying the reconnaissance Marines that uh, were part of the initial push into Iraq, getting in the war. So uh, we got a lot of weapons training on that. This actually goes into more detail because uh, we have more hands-on uh, scenes, specific scenes dealing with the N4s and and sidearms and so forth. For a generation ago, we were rolling around in Humvees. Uh, you know, I was up in the, I was the heavy gunner up top, so I got trained on the stall and the uh, Morph 19 and the M4, but uh, there were very there were fewer scenes where we actually got to use the weapon. Right, right. So this is this is more this is more like small arms stuff. And when in Generation Kill, it was more vehicle and and, and large weapons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Josh who actually was on worked with Mel Gibson on. Um, <laughs> And um, we were soldiers. Had that's on your screen. Yeah, I I, uh, I spent six months shooting. We were soldiers. Uh, did a couple couple months working at uh, Fort Benning in Georgia, and then um, and then uh, four months running around uh, the mountains of California with a radio on my back. Um, I, I I didn't really get a lot of weapons training for soldiers. You know, we, we shot a bunch of different things, but we didn't necessarily have our hands on them a lot. Um, but I I shoot a lot at home. I, I really really enjoy shooting sports at personal time. So um, so you know I've, I've I've had a fair amount of experience shooting on my own. So it's, 
<laughs> now, now uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Josh on the spot for a minute, kind of the same way that I did uh, James the first time we talked to him. We talked to James a little bit about his experience working with Michael Bay in the past, you know, because because uh, you know Michael Bay has a reputation, and James set us straight. He basically said uh, he's a dude, and it's awesome to work with him, and so that got our heads screwed on straight. I have to ask Josh what it's like to work with Mel Mel Gibson. Uh, you know, Mel's the kind of guy who doesn't really know that <laughs> Mel Gibson. Like Prince. Um, really, you know, he would love to just be sitting in the in the car right now shooting the shit, just like any old normal dude. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's certainly got his demons, and I, I hope he, you know, works through them and comes out on the other side a better guy. But I got to tell you, he, he was a blast to work with. Um he was, he was like a 13-year-old, just more energy than anybody else on set, and uh, knew every joke, and uh, and uh, he, was just, he was just a blast. The only thing was, I was smoking a lot at the time, and so I'd run, and, and we actually smoked the same cigarettes, and so I would run off and buy cartons, and uh, he would smoke <laughs> all my cigarettes, and I was like, man, I'm... I'll, Scale plus ten percent. You're making twenty seven million dollars on this fucking show. At least you get for a couple cartons. All right, duly noted. Mel Gibson's cheap. Okay, moving along. Now. In, in our understanding about uh, Blackjacks is it's it's it's, it's an action sci fi deal. Now is it set is it set in present day or is it like a glimpse into the future kind of deal or is it now? Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, it's present day. Okay. Uh, basically the, the way I can say it, it's a story about um, a group of uh, Private contractors um, opens up a training. One of our guys, and we a mission. We get a mission sent in, an emergency mission to extract the high value, high value asset. Um, we go to Kazakhstan. We encounter some resistance. We go into this facility, and bad shit happens. We have to find our way out, and that's about all I can really tell you without um, giving it too much away. So it's um, it's got a lot of action. And one of the primary prerequisites that they want for the film is that they want the, the tactical and professional military uh, aspects to be you know, spot on. The guys who wrote it, uh, Nick with the Mezzanotto, Mezzanotto and uh, Josh Ringo are both ex-military. And their previous their, their that if they watch a movie, they see, you know, Test these things that are wrong, uh, you know, weapons being held improperly, uh, improper tactics. And so they, they're they making this movie 
for the one percent who are going to know whether your thumb is in the right position on the on on the on your handgun or not, you know, or whether you're walking properly, or whether you're you know you have your equipment strapped out in the correct fashion. If you know, if there's guys who are the actual operators, so they're making the movie to the level of the guys who are going to know the very specifics of things. And oddly enough, but this, you know, Activision was the same way with Call of Duty that they really were very stringent about the technical aspects of, of time period, of the weaponry, so everything is kind of historically accurate. And what's cool about this flick, they're doing the same thing. They make everything very, very uh, specific to professional operators. I had no tier one See, and, and that's important as, as a fan, uh, as a fan of movies, and as a guy who uh, I, I shoot I shoot a lot. And so there's there's nothing more frustrating than watching, you know, like a cop show or something on TV when they bust through the door and everybody has their finger on the trigger. Everybody. You know, and it's like a couple weeks of training, get these guys in there, get them, you know, get them to do the, the stuff that you guys are doing now to make a better flick. And, and as a fan, that I appreciate that. You're a shooter then. You've got, you're in Iowa. Of course you are. That's right. how you yeah. get your girlfriends. <laughs> it's it's how right we get now. our girlfriends and sometimes how we just end it all. Some buddies of mine are. I don't hunt. I love to eat the things once they're dead. Hunting's not a huge thing for me. Um, I, I like to target shoot a little bit. Uh, I have a... I have a Glock Model 22. I've got a Keltec 380. Um, so I like to go out and put holes in things. Uh, but I've got some buddies that uh, they they hunt like it's a religion. Yeah, yeah. There's always yeah. Judge can't walk in the woods without killing something. So it's Yeah, I imagine. God, it's got to be beautiful there this time of year. Yeah. Very nice. We've had we've had very clear weather. We've had snow and rain, and now it's it's back to blue skies and uh, no, it, nice uh, clouds. And I understand that there are there are things you can and can't tell us, and that you know you don't want to give uh, parts of the movie away. But are you guys strictly doing training there? Or is there some location shooting going on? Uh, yeah, I mean we 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 kind of shot where we, we were training. We have oh, how many locations we got one. I think uh, five locations. Yeah, oh, we use them up. Yeah, yeah. We we're just shooting up uh, a place called Ophir. Is it? Yeah, Ophir. Ophir, and it's an old uh, mining operation. It's a town of thirteen people, and uh, we've been up there for about a week. And we started off, and it's like you know, t-shirts, and it's you know, seventy-five, eighty degrees. Next day, you know, it's snowing out, and it's thirty-two. And it's, uh, it's a great location. It's all mine. It's, it's the uh, production value just went off a hundred percent by this one location because it's. Um, am I just am I fucking? No, I am talking to. I got we're actually heading out to actually heading out to take to walk around the uh, Olympic venue for uh, sure. ski jumping ninety meter and you know the. Uh, 2002 oh. Winter Olympics were, you know, that's you know, going to be awesome. Yeah, but location, the locations are great. They're going to be uh, this special. Those are things from mountains to desert to uh, 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 urban. It's going to be pretty cool. You know, I have to tell you too. Uh, Nick is a, is a first-time director, but he's so at ease in his role as 
as uh, you know helming this thing, and he's and he's so good at what he does, and he's got such a such a love of telling stories and such a love of actors that he really set the tone for this picture that um, that it is just unlike most other projects I've worked on. It's such a joy working for Nick. And, and he's really assembled an incredible crew. Um, Ed Lucas, who's the director of photography and also the camera operator, uh, takes such spectacular photos that, uh, you know, James talked about how the, how the location amped up the uh, production value by 100%. That's, that's hard to do because... Ed's able to frame a shot and light it so beautifully. Absolutely. You just, you just can't imagine that it gets any prettier, and then it does. And, you know, we're, needless to say, we're all incredibly excited about this project. And, and talk about Ed, probably the toughest motherfucker in the shoot, too. I shot him in the fucking hand in one scene, and he, it, he went through the rest of the day, give me a slip, and I went home, by the way, his hands all covered in... Um, Gunshot, you know, red, and it's like it's you know, there's all these little red holes in his hand from the uh, when the charge goes off, it's right. like steel wool coming out. Right. Guy didn't flinch. He's like, dude, I shot you. You like, yeah, don't worry about it. He's English. He's a Brit. He just he, oh, up his nails, man. If he wasn't shooting cameras, he'd probably be SAS. Maybe he is. <laughs> that 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 is pretty badass when you're working uh, on a movie and, and a member of the crew gets shot and doesn't even tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't know there's some dedication there. He went home and scrubbed it out with a toothbrush. Oh. Yeah, no shit. That, that's for real. He bought a toothbrush and scrubbed it out of his hand. Came back next day, didn't even flinch. Did not yeah. even flinch. It's snowing out there. All of our fingers are about to turn blue and black, and uh, he's Holy out there in shorts. Shit. <laughs> That is amazing. You know what's gonna happen is at the rap at the rap party he's gonna be like, Hey, uh, remember that day when you shot me? And then he's gonna punch you in your balls. Gray balls. Gray balls. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna make you wait. That's the kind of professional he is. He's not gonna do it until we're done shooting. Then he'll fuck me up. He's a pro. He's a pro, I'm telling you. <laughs> First. <laughs> That's dedication, is what that is. It, to make somebody wait for a ball punch throughout the filming of an entire movie, that would be be hard to do. I I got two I got two or three coming, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough it's gonna be a rough uh, rap party for me. <laughs> just, I think. just tagging the gray balls every every guy that walks by, just bag tagging them every. Uh, Hey, we're all friends here. It, it's all right. This won't leave us and a couple hundred people. <laughs> now, I, something something else just popped into my head, and I realized Josh has has done several shows that speak to our our listener base, where we we cater to a lot of nerds. We love to profess ourselves as nerds, and and Josh. Josh has done both uh, uh, Charmed and Supernatural, and uh, what was the what was the other Ghost one? Whisperer. Oh, Ghost Whisperer. So, more, most importantly, after doing Ghost Whisperer and Charmed, can you die without ever seeing another wonderful rack ever again? <laughs> um, you know, it it it. Uh, uh, I honestly don't know what to say, man. It's, 
I have had so many fantastic tits in my face <laughs> that it's... I, 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 oh, God. I, 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 it's, yeah. It's good to be <laughs> I, you, I, sir. I, I honestly... Oh, I honestly, I mean, working with Jennifer, I, I don't even remember... She, she was nice and all, but... Unbelievably God, hot. hot. I mean, it's... When, when, when a doctor takes a picture to a chick getting ready to have a, a breast augmentation. He will show her a picture of Jennifer Love Hewitt's breast, and he will say, they will never look this good, but I can get you close. And, 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 uh, and I, uh, I know a guy who dated really? her. And um, said, quote, they're fantastic <laughs> and they're real. <laughs> they... Uh, and so bad about your personal life. Does it make you feel inferior? <laughs> You'll never have that. Uh, I, I never had it. <laughs> I'm saying. I can think of terrible. I can think of worse ways to, to earn a paycheck than standing next to the entire cast of Charmed and next to uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's entire cast, if you will. No, I entire cast. Yeah. No, I, I uh, on Charmed. I only I had a really short, short scene, very quick with um, Rose. No, no, no. Uh, oh God, I would have prayed. Oh, for yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take whatever. <laughs> um, One of Alyssa's best moments is when uh, Mark Wahlberg slapped her on the ass and beer uh, <laughs> picked her up over his shoulder. <laughs> that in itself, again, and that, that fine, fine film. It changed my view of uh, Reese Witherspoon forever. <laughs> <laughs> For three months, exactly. I was trying to get every girl I dated to ride a roller coaster in a skirt. Ride a roller coaster in a skirt. Oh shit! I you know oh. <laughs> the, the the greatest thing about uh, getting to do interviews like this is finding out uh, that guys like you are guys like us. Um, so, and we kind of asked James about this a little bit the last time we spoke. But what what do you guys find? What excites you about movies and television and 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 things like that? Besides, you know, nice tits. Because I think that's just a that's carte blanche. We can set that as precedent. Everybody gets excited about nice tits. But it, it, what excites you when you're getting ready to do a movie or you're even going to see a movie? Like, what what's interesting to you guys? Thanks, nice tits. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess I didn't cover all the bases on that one, did I? Cover all the bases on that one, did I? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be thorough, buddy. You gotta be thorough. Me, I'm an ass man. I like. Okay. Someone's got to say Pecker because you know it's 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 that's the beginner somewhere. But I didn't I didn't catch yeah. I didn't catch any of that. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Let it go. Let it go. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. You like the salad with fresh pepper. <laughs> Oh. Oh, it hurts. oh, it hurts. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, the just the um, the ability of a great movie or or TV show to provide pure escapism. Yeah, absolutely. Is what uh, absolutely about it. It's you know I spent uh, major points in my life I can I can define by movie moments, and um, you know I got into this because I figured that. 
I figured that if I could do that to somebody, then I would be fulfilled and happy. So it's just that aspect of it that uh, really hurts my head. Good. That's uh, that's awesome. That, and that and that's important to us as, uh, us as fans and any other fan is that the people mo- making the movies appreciate that because the minute you can always tell um, people who are just in it for the paycheck and don't want to tell the story. And so that's I thank you for 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 appreciating what you do enough to help that translate to us. Well, I, I gotta I gotta be honest with you. You know, there there are times when it's when it's cold and you're tired and and you know your body's sore or whatever that that you can get kind of myopic and, and focus on those things. And, and, and it's, it's great working with, with these guys because usually when one of us is having those, you know, pity parties uh, in our own head, somebody else, you know, like Rich, will just go, I love my fucking job. <laughs> and we kind of just go, Oh yeah, we're making a movie. <laughs> Dude, we're shooting guns, man. We're playing army. We're killing yeah. action. I was walking down to my trailer uh, yesterday, and uh, it was it was a point during the day when it was really overcast and kind of cold, and uh, it was getting colder by the minute. And I looked down and I'm like, oh shit, I've got an M4 strapped to my chest <laughs> with magazines, and I'm in this beautiful setting of, of mountains and, and pine trees and. And uh, I get free food today. So, like, what's wrong with this picture? Nothing wrong with this picture. Free food, and someday I might stand directly next to Alyssa Milano's tits. What's really great about this, this, this gig, um, and it's 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 not rare, but it's it's always special. Is that you know, it's basically where there's like six of us on Blackjack that came in. We all, I mean, I really enjoy it, but everyone's company. I mean, we just, we have a fucking blast. I mean, really, do yeah. we show up? Yeah. And we, I just, I look forward to everything. I, I do not look forward to this job ending because yeah. like, we, we're halfway through right now. And I go, oh, man, you know, we, I got to really start sucking in all of this life because this is, uh, these are the rare, you know, these experiences we get to have. People you like. I like these guys. These are, we're, we have a lot of fun, more fun in between shots and even when we're working at Vegas, we're actually running around with, with iPhones. We're shooting our own movie and it's, it's a, a total total fun. The whole filmmaking process we're like we're a bunch of fucking idiots in this thing and it's, uh, I think that's going to be as, as much fun as the original film as, as Black Dex is going to be in my idea. I think it's going to be, again, it's good to work with people who you really generally genuinely like. You know, everybody we like each other. Yeah. Except, for, except for Josh. <laughs> yeah. but, although everyone else is, is great. It's cool, too, because we all come from such different backgrounds, you know. Uh, you know, Jimmy's from uh, the Northeast, Rich is from Texas. I was a, I was raised a tofu-eating hippie kid in Oregon, and, uh, you know, and Dan is from England. I mean, we're all so very different, but but we all laugh together, and, you know, we hang out on our off days together, you know, I've... I've worked on projects, and the last fucking thing you wanted to do was see your co-stars or see the people you're working with. And um, you know, I, I just, I, I absolutely agree with everything that, that Jimmy said. It's just, you know, I, I have to just suck it all up and and really absorb everything that, that that I'm going through right now because this is very, very temporary, and and it breaks my heart that it is because <laughs> I could do this for a long, long time. <laughs> this would be great TV series. Do this, you know, 
every week for 13 weeks with a vacation. Yeah, year, you know? And even the guys, the guys who are trained, like Travis yeah. and, and uh, what's his name, Mom? Stokey. Stokey, Mike Stokey's Stokey. here, and then Justin. I mean, these, yeah. Yeah, it's, even the guys who are training, it's, it's, it's a real collaborative thing. Like, I'll come around, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll prep a scene in traffic, you know, finger. We have, like, a sign language now going on where just so tweak little things, you know, little, little, like, yes, they were shooting this one thing, but don't forget, you, you, you're a teammate, you got to check back. Oh, yeah, good idea. You know, and it's like you, you really start depending on the input of the people around you, and you just miss that contact, you know, like, yeah, he's with us today. I mean, he's got a wife and kids and great dogs. He's with us, Snuffleheads, today. That's big volumes <laughs> <laughs> well, in kind of a related note, and you know, you guys have talked about how much you love what you do now. Um, I, I know that every actor, before they were an actor, they were something else. What's what's the shittiest real job you guys have had to do? I don't mind right off. I built weapons for Con Diesel out of Connecticut, uh, New York. Really? My first job out of college, I built. Uh, we built nuclear weapons. I, I worked on the, basically worked on nu- uh, nuclear transport systems for, um, with tactical nuclear shells. I built howitzers, basically, cannons. And, it, and I, my job was to run the welding shop. And it was like, uh, some, you know, it was being 12 hours a day in, in an environment full of soot. And it was like, I remember standing in front of the mirror. I was on a night shift. I worked from like 6 at night to 6 in the morning. And I would forget days, and, and, and I was standing in front of the mirror, just, just like calling myself names. I hate you. I hate you. You're making me work here. Huh. That was, it, it just sucked having a real job. The only real job I've ever had. Wow. That lasted nine months. Yeah. Wow. That that would be fucking miserable, to be honest with you. At factory factory work, coming home, being that dirty and probably sore and uncomfortable, you know, to do something you don't love, Thank that you. would suck. I see guys who go to factories and go to, go to work every day. I take my hat off to them because I know they're not loving it. I mean, I I I'm blessed, man. I've I've been fortunate enough to you know be a professional athlete and, and then you know coach, and now I get to do this for a living. So it's, it's like I feel like I'm really blessed that I've had you know been able to do things I love to make a living. You know, because like, you know I'm. I'm I'm, I'm I'm half a century old, so there's some water in the picture. Guys are still it's time for them to do something they hate, you know. Well, and after working that close with with uh, nuclear weapons, you, it's very possible you could be one ball instead of gray ball. <laughs> we actually we actually had a, a, a we actually had a live ordnance there just for that reason. They had, we had one locked away in a vault. And they would run it through the system just to make sure that, that the metals were correct. And there's, there's a lot of variances. Who cares? Yeah, there's one there, but it was never it was never a danger, and it was never any danger of radiation. But we had it all set up. It's, it's pretty hairy. But the cool thing was cool. <laughs> well, this is right before the time that England and the Falklands plumped head. And on the TV show, there were our howitzers, our 105s being used by both sides, killing each other. And that was kind of freaky. I was like, wait a minute, we. Don't we just made those. Those are ours, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, that, 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 if you got used, that it wasn't like, holy shit, these are real. Yeah, it's, it's not, not just going from stockpile someplace. What about you? What about the other guys? Uh, have you had a job that you hated more than life? Uh, mine was a little bit of a double-edged sword. I, uh, I washed glasses and was a bar back in a uh, Irish bar. So um, it was a great bar, and uh, the beer was outstanding. 
But, um, yeah, I spend most of my time with my hands in hot, soapy water, washing glasses, my head down, as the uh, fine businesses were sitting across the bar <laughs> flooding with the park. <laughs> I drank my sorrows away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so basically, what you're all telling me is life's much better now. Oh yeah, infinitely. Yeah, infinitely. Yeah, infinitely. But it's got its problems, you know. I mean, we're we're all away from our girls for a month, and uh, you know, in my case, my girl's half Irish, half Italian from Philly, so she could drop my ass in a heartbeat, <laughs> uh, emotionally and probably physically. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know. So I don't. If I don't see her soon, I'm in a lot of trouble. Although I do notice Josh. <laughs> The uh, the set dog a lot lately. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but uh, we gotta we gotta keep. I have to. Be careful. That's 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 a dangerous road to go down. My co-host Eric, his brother tried to fuck his cat once, and he's never been the same since. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) True, true, true fucking story. I swear, my hand to God or whoever you believe in. True fuck. Is it is it not? Is it or is it not true, Eric? Sadly, it's true. Please tell me he wasn't older than six. Uh, he was. He, what, he t- was old. Uh, he was older than twenty six. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> okay, back, back up a second. Back up. Did he try to fuck the cat, or did he actually fuck his cat? Uh, well, I don't know. I think the verdict's still out because his only response when asked why the cat was given a bath was, "He got some nasty stuff on him." Probably the only bit he's ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. You guys in Iowa got shit going on, don't you? Wow. Uh, yeah, none of it good, I don't think, at this point. That's why the rest of us carry guns. <laughs> yeah, that's, Eric just said that's why the rest of us carry guns. <laughs> Never know when a guy might try to fuck your cat. <laughs> oh shit uh, 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 Rich question uh, you worked on Dollhouse for an episode yes yes sir uh, okay. uh, do you have any uh, occasion to work with Eliza Dushku uh, I did not have any scenes with her um, I did uh, find myself wandering to set a lot earlier than my call time <laughs> just so I could uh, See, see how the scenes were going. All right. Uh, did you so inter- most of my ah sorry Very okay? Did you interact with her at all? I, I'm going somewhere with this, so uh, please please bear with me. Oh, uh, you know, not, nothing more than your your just your niceties. You know, hey, hey, how you doing? And uh, good to be here, and that sort of thing. And then you know, she was off the beat print. I was I was hoping I was hoping that you were going to be able to sell me on Eliza Dishku because we here at our show kind of have an ongoing feud uh, with her um, because at at C two E two in Chicago it's another comic convention in the in the spring she was there signing and she refused to sign her Maxim spread because she as she told me later directly on Twitter I don't sign my ass. So I was hoping oh. that, yeah, yeah, and see that's, and so it turned into a thing where eventually on the internet, I was lucky enough to come across a photo where she had actually signed directly on her naked ass. Oh, 
Her is smart. <laughs> but but I've I've been in love with her uh, aesthetically for uh, probably yeah. ten years. <laughs> so I really wanted her to. Uh, I was really hoping you'd say, "Yeah, we hung out and uh, talked about the socks." And then the next thing you knew, she was telling me how that's just a front she puts up. And God damn it, that Zach guy from Misinformation. Uh, I I owe him an apology, but that's not where that's going. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm leaning more towards the, uh, the old adage that uh, you know, some girls you just don't want to let talk. But <laughs> well done. Yes, yes. Ah, you know, I, I like where your head's at. <laughs> ah. So uh, now, any idea when? I mean, I know you guys are still early in the process, but uh, we looking at like for like a 2013 release on Blackjacks? Um, nope, in 2012, if, probably if, like 2012. If they go fast and post, um, who knows? I think I think we're all so excited about it that you know we'll we'll do whatever we can to help get this thing up and running as fast as possible. So I think. I think the cast is, is all open for 2012, um, but uh, but we'll see. We're, we're not we're not really privy to what's going on in the in the production trailer. Yeah, so we much. just know that they want to secure the best marketing deal possible. Yeah, I also think that there's going to be a timing element. These types of movies do have a good. Like, I think the spring to late summer there are the best times for these type of movies. Because our demographic is going to be you know guys, basically you know you know 13 through. 35 and 40. I mean, people like horror and action kind of films. Right. And I think that that um, spectrum of audience, I think it's a test that the best, you know, it's a market that between March and August is the best time to launch a movie like that. So I think your guess of 2013 may be pretty, maybe fairly correct. Right. You know, there's some marketing stuff. Well, and and we should we should also be clear. It's not just a bunch of sweaty balls in this movie either. There are two very very beautiful women uh, co-starring with you guys in this flick. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the camera follows them around more than us. So. Yeah. You basically see we talk and you see their faces. That's about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that in itself is going to probably be a huge push because these two girls they are. Uh, to say they're easy to look at would probably be the understatement of the year. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? They're both hot shits, too. I mean, they're both really fun. I mean, Amanda... Amanda McCord, right? Her name is Amanda. Angel. 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 Amanda's sister. Angel. She's, she's ex-army. She is just... She's a guy. She's one of, she's one of the guys. She walks you know, wants to walk around shooting guns and hangs out. She's great. And uh, Christine... Is Anna Anna Powell? Yeah, she does. she's going to be blown up on um, True Blood next season. That's right. And and yeah, she's, uh, uh, she's the she's the fairy princess that banged the sheriff. Yeah, the that's right. That's her. The fairy. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a season behind. I've seen it. I know. I know exactly what they're talking about. I gotta buy it uh, day after Thanksgiving when it's eighteen ninety nine. So I'm still <laughs> a season behind. Uh, well, but also she was uh, she was in Black Swan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She had some great, she had great stories from Black Swan. I can't repeat them to, but she's uh, she's a great gal. She, you know, it's funny because she's very much not like us. She's uh, she's tofu eating. She's she's 
everything elegant and light. If we're if we're silver, she's absolutely made out of gold. You know what I mean? She's very, she's very um, elegant. I would say if, 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 if she's gold, you're made out of wrought iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, I tell you what. If she if she's gold and she's that different, then you can go ahead and tell us those stories because there's no fucking way she's listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, she's actually in Hawaii this weekend doing a keynote presentation um, in front of the uh, University of Hawaii or some department in the University of Hawaii um, about uh, her attitude and uh, how how they might go about pursuing it. And the poor thing, she had asked me to do some recorded video for it to help her her her, her session, and it's just it's just wasted. Or we I we have, I have nothing to offer. I mean, I get like like what, what can I possibly tell you? That she can use, you know. She's, um, she's so I guess I can, I'm really impressed with her. I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to talk to her because I feel very clumsy around her. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you feel like a, a regular guy feels around a beautiful woman. You're you're just as awkward as we are. Oh. Well, a little bit less awkward than we are. You've met us. <laughs> that, that that plus the fact that hey, we're all geared up with you know with, with tactical gear and we got you know. The boots and the, the clothing's all like real. The wardrobe was furnished by Five Eleven, which is an actual company that. Um, Five Eleven Tactical, Camelback, Westcom. Yeah, I mean, this is all real deal stuff. Yeah, it's and, tight, and, it's tight and we, we're in it, and we're like, okay, we look guy. She puts this stuff on. It's like Catherine Hepburn going on safari. You know, she just, it just everything puts on is just looks like a fashion statement. It's just it's incredible. Same exact stuff. We wear for guys going in the mud. She wears it, and she's like, she should be at a fashion shoot someplace. But I, I gotta, I gotta seriously throw in a plug for Five Eleven Camelback and if you have Palm, because the shit that they've sent us is such hot shit. I mean, yeah, I mean this stuff fits like a glove. It's tough as nails. It's so practical, and and they have absolutely pulled out all the stops to give us everything we need to make this thing kick ass. So so big big ups to Five Eleven, to Camelback, and to US Palm. It's just it's killer killer shit. That's awesome, and and and, and any time you can get the right gear, it it just goes along with that that sense of legitimacy to any film, TV show, anything. If you have the right gear, that gets you one step closer. Especially as an actor, it really puts you in the right mindset. Right. And having an actual enforced deck that 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 provides quite a yeah. bit of uh Yeah, it's really when I was in the duration two just the the mass of supplies that they needed, the the gear they needed to outfit everybody, there was like forty five guys involved uh, on the cast, including South Africans. So uh a lot of the gear was, was not real, it was just uh basically you know, fake props and including the M4s, they had these these micro light type uh, replicas that were just—it's very hard to get into the role, like like we were talking about here, when you're running around with basically an airsoft rifle. Right, right. You, you, there's something to be said for the feeling of that 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 if this gun goes off, it's gonna make a big fucking bang, you know, as opposed to it's gonna, you know, punch hole or punch holes in your cameraman's hand. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah, because for you. We're using uh, with full loads, right? Full load movie banks. Now, these things, they, they, they make a, a muzzle flash that's about four and a half feet long. Awesome. And so on camera, it just looks awesome. We, we have uh, behind-the-scenes footage. We're watching it. And there's one, there's one scene where uh, 
Rich comes in, and uh, his, his, his clip runs out. He's squaring off with his Chechen. His clip stops. They have to race to see who put the clip in fastest. It's like a speed reload. Little combat and, uh, reload. Yeah. Nice. Rich wins. And, and in the scene, he just fires over like 11 rounds in this guy. And it's just this constant, you know, flash, 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 flash. should let you guys get to your day off so you can go see the sights. Uh, I, I do want to express how uh, how excited I'm a skeptic when it comes to any film that's that's coming out, and you guys have me excited for this Blackjack's flick. I mean, I'm I'm pumped up, so I'm I'm probably not probably nearly as excited as you guys are because I know how awesome it is to be close to something you're proud of. But I'm very excited, and I can't wait to see this come out. And I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us. Uh, you, you really should be excited because uh, we are we are just so proud of what we've been been able to be a part of. Proud and grateful, and 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 I'll tell you, man, you know, <laughs> like we just come home exhausted and completely amped, and like yeah, miles from here to here, cannot fucking wait to see this thing uh, up on all fours and and see what an animal it is because it's. Yeah, we're, we're really super pumped. Thank you guys so much for your support. Yeah, Zach, maybe we'll do it again down the line before release day, so we'll get the we'll get the cat together and we'll do another one of these uh, sometime down the road. I would love absolutely nothing more. I I really enjoy uh, talking to you, James, and and you're always so gracious and 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 great to us that we we can't thank you enough. All right, Zach. Hey, stay in touch. We'll we'll set this up again. Maybe get the director and the writers involved. And they they have a lot to say, and they're they're really great cats. Oh, that'd be great. And, hey. uh, and thank you, Absol- thank you for uh, taking the time. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, can you hang on one second? I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the record and uh, talk to you for just two seconds before you go. Wait a minute. You you're recording that? Oh shit! <laughs> whoa 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 whoa! Ah. What did you think we were doing? <laughs> Dribbling, <laughs> uh, really. <laughs> etch a sketch. Etch a sketch. Well, absolutely. It, it comes out all like etch a sketch anyway. You've heard our show. <laughs> and it ended it, it subtly as it began for some That's reason. It, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what happened there, but for, we, we wanted to talk to them about some other stuff um, off mic, and I, I don't think I hit stop there. But, but apparently that's what it got. Right, yeah. But uh, So that was our interview uh, with the stars of, of Blackjacks, uh, James C. Burns, Josh Doherty, uh, Rich McDonald, and uh, and then their, their weapons, their yeah, weapons Travis specialists. Kerr. 
Huh? I think his name was Travis Kerr. Yeah, he couldn't. It kind of dropped off yeah. at the end of his last name. I know his name was Travis. Yeah, was and, and Travis was super fucking Yeah, he was cool a fun guy. guy. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. I'm actually glad that he jumped in a few times and, yeah. and had some stuff to say because he was really funny. Um, I, I can't say thank you enough to these guys for giving some time and sitting down and chatting with us and, and, and being really fucking fun. Yeah, to be absolutely. honest. Uh, and, and like you heard James say, uh, we're going to talk to him again before, right before the movie comes out. So that'll be exciting. We'll it, talk yeah. to the, maybe the director, a couple of writers. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, I had fun, didn't you? I did have fun. All right. Well, this has been the inaugural episode of Miss Interview with you for the first time. I'm Zach. I'm Eric. Love you. I wish I was cool just like this later. I wish I was bad. Did he actually fuck his cat?